Welcome to another edition of Anthony T's Horror and Wrestling Show. I'm Anthony T. In this edition, I will be talking a lot about the actors and writers strike. That's right. There's two segments regarding that. As that's dominating this episode because, well, it's a major story, people. So I will give you my thoughts on the strike. And it takes two segments to do that, apparently. But I will talk about it. As this is going to be heavy on the Screen Actors Guild and Writers Guild strike. Because this is a major news story. Because both branches of filmmaking are on strike. So I have not one commentary, but two commentaries on it. So, that's pretty much going to be most of this episode. Then, in What's Anthony T. Watching, I'm going to pivot, as I'm not going to do any major studio reviews here on this podcast until this mess is sorted out. So, get ready for a lot of independent films that you never heard of being reviewed here on this podcast. Meaning, the types of films you would see at film festivals or self-distributed types of films. And I get physical with my first review of this indie crusade, as I'm going to call it. Because I am not going to cater to the major studios. Seriously. Which leads me to this. Now, this is a horror and wrestling podcast. But right now, out of due conscience, I cannot promote anything the major studios are doing here on this podcast. And I'll explain it during this podcast why. Because literally, you got the Hollywood establishment that doesn't want to negotiate with anybody. And that literally leaves a sour taste in my mouth. In fact, that does. And another big topic that I'll get to later on, AI which I totally hate, and their plans for AI, which I think would ruin cinema in general, I can't sit there and promote these big major studios like Paramount, Sony, Amazon, Hulu, Netflix. I can't. I can't. I may accidentally do it once in a while without knowing... Unless I get a full list of what studios I can and can't, I'm not going to be able to talk about this on my podcast. Because these people do not want to negotiate. These people want to stiff actors, stiff writers, and pretty much add AI into every film, which I don't like. I don't like the overuse of CGI as is. I'm more of a practical effects guy. But I live with the fact that there's tons of CGI. But here, I can't go on this podcast and promote and talk about these studio projects. Because, literally, these studios are greedy. I'll talk more about this later. But out of good conscience of myself... I'm not going to promote Paramount. I'm not going to promote any of these big studios right now. They need to get to the table and settle right away. Not sit around for three, four months like they're doing. As the writer's strike is about to enter its third month. It's just ridiculous. Seriously. They don't want to negotiate. And that's what troubles me. Personally. And I'm not going to sit there and give these studios my two cents when they don't want to negotiate. I haven't picked up Scream 6 yet. I didn't pick this film up before the strike. Now I'm going to probably wait until after the strike to pick up Scream 6. Because I am not going to buy it right now. In fact, I'm not buying anything that's studio related. I can guarantee you that. Maybe Criterion, maybe Scream Factory, maybe Synapsis. It's like a case-by-case basis. VS, I'm stuck with no matter what. Because I 
purchased the halfway to Black Friday package before the strike. So I'm stuck with whatever studio titles they send me, but I'm not going to promote them on this podcast. That's for sure. In fact, I was planning on doing a VS segment on the Film Arcade Media YouTube channel. That's not happening. Nor is any videos happening on the Film Arcade Media channel. Just the podcasts for now. I haven't thought about my other podcast yet, Two From Hell. But I don't feel comfortable talking about studio projects when they don't want to go to the table and negotiate with anybody. So you'll probably get more wrestling content, that's for sure. You'll get some indie filmmakers content, you know, like Troma, Screen Team Releasing, those smaller indie distribution labels, as long as I don't find out they're on the list. If they're on the list, I'm not giving them the time of day until this is over. But I doubted that Scream Team Releasing, Troma, those types of studios would be on that list. So I probably have some more horror content interviews, like comics. Maybe I'll bring a author on. Who knows what I'll do during this time. With that, let's get to wrestling news. Starting off the news is the AEW Owen Hot Tournament that recently took place on Collision and Dynamite between the last couple of episodes. That did happen. And they recently had the finals of the Owen Hot Tournaments, men's and women's, on the July 15th edition of Collision. And the winners of the tournaments on the men's side was Ricky Stocks, who beat CM Punk, which was surprising. I thought CM Punk was going to win that tournament the minute he was in it. But I like the fact that they did that. I'll go into more in a second. And Willow Nightingale on the women's side. Both very good choices, I think, to win this tournament. It establishes your younger talent. That's what you want to do. I'll start with the women's side. Any of those women... With the exception of Britt Baker, would have been acceptable winning this tournament. I think they made the right call with Willow Nightingale here because of two things. One, she's getting a Ring of Honor World Women's Title shot, or has already had it already at the Death Before Dishonor pay per view. So if you want to promote that pay per view, a good way to do it is to have her win this tournament. And they did that. They had her beat Athena and Ruby Soho to win the own hot women's tournament. I like the fact that they did that. Sure, I wanted Ruby Soho to win. It's the second year in a row that she lost in the finals. They're going to give her a big win at some point. But I can understand why they went with Willow Nightingale here. Because A, she's a very talented wrestler who needed this win, and B, you're promoting Ring of Honor Death Before Dishonor that happens or has happened after this episode has aired. So pretty much you needed to hype that pay-per-view as well. So she was probably the best choice to win, her or Athena. But I think they made the right call giving it to Will Nightingale so they can give a reason to give her a Ring of Honor Women's World Title shot at Death Before Dishonor. She's a great talent. She is. She's going to be one of the top women in that division soon. She's got that organic feel to her. That every time she comes to the ring, she gets a great pop. The crowd reacts to her. She's one of those original women that gets over and deservedly should get the Ring of Honor women's title. But I don't know if that happened because I haven't watched the pay-per-view as I'm recording this. So I'm hoping she gets the Ring of Honor women's title because A, Athena has been a really good champion, but it's been kind of long now. It's time to change the championship and give it to Willow Nightingale. It'll keep the interest in Ring of Honor going. Plus, give her a title... While waiting for a title shot in AEW, whether it be the women's title or the TBS women's title. And also giving 
The men's championship to rookie stocks was also a very good move. It also comes at the cost of, of a possible heel turn here because he cheated to win this match by holding his hand on the rope while pinning CM Punk. But you want to establish young talent. And Ricky Stocks has been underrated in this company. I'm very happy he won this tournament, quite frankly. I also like the fact that at beginning of Battle of the Belts, he comes to claim the own hot cup, in which Jushin Thunder Liger is there to present it. He walks to Jushin Thunder Liger and rips the cup out of his hand, literally. Pretty much disrespecting the Japanese legend. And to make matters worse, NJPW president Takami Obari, if I'm pronouncing it wrong, I apologize, took to Twitter and replied to Ricky Stock's disrespect of Jushin Thunder Liger by saying, where is your respect? That's interesting. That is very interesting. It could mean something's going to happen with Ricky Stock's in New Japan Pro Wrestling, or it could be nothing. Because I know they're doing an All-Star Junior Heavyweight Festival soon. At the end of August. Maybe that's something in which Ricky Stocks appears in. Maybe someone from New Japan shows up in AEW to confront Ricky Stocks. Maybe someone like Rocky Romero. Or Shibata, who's currently in Ring of Honor. Or could this be a... Tuesday's joining Bullet Club. That would be a Bullet Club type move. Seriously. Which one we don't know. Gotta remember, there's two Bullet Clubs. There's the black and gold, the cool one with Jay White, and that other one with David Finley in Japan. Yeah, you know, I'm a gold member. I'm all black and gold, baby. Hey, Jay White's the best. Sorry, David Finley. I'll never be on the wrong side of Jay White if there's ever a Bullet Club versus Bullet Club feud. And oh, by the way, did you ever catch Jay White and Juice Robinson versus FTR on July 15th edition of AEW Collision? Greatest televised tag team match ever. That match was effing insane. That match literally is a match of the year candidate. Go to the TNT app. Click the July 15th edition of AEW Collision and sit there for that hour and watch that match between White and Robinson versus FTR. That is such a great tag team two out of three falls match. And it's quite easily one of the best matches of the year. A match that lasted almost an hour. That's right, a half a show. So definitely go check out that episode. That's such a great episode on the TNT app. Now back to business on this Ricky Stocks New Japan thing. I really think something's going to happen with Ricky Stocks in New Japan. Whether it's a one-off match on AEW Collision or maybe a match when NJPW has this junior festival in America in August, or maybe he joins one of the Bullet Club factions. Something's going to happen. It's going to be very interesting. Stay tuned, as I think something's going to happen in that respect. And finally, Game Changer Wrestling announced that Jeff Hardy will be coming to Game Changer Wrestling for a surprise appearance on August 4th in Detroit. He will be appearing on that show, but not wrestling. Then afterwards, he'll have a live concert at Hoppo's Concert Theater. So, basically, Jeff I is coming to Game Changer Wrestling for an appearance only and not wrestling. Plus doing a live concert afterwards. I'm kind of worried here. Seriously. With everything Jeff Hyde's been going through with his alcohol problems, I don't know a solo appearance is a good idea. If he's bringing Matt Hardy along, then that's fine. Someone who can keep him in check. 
But I'm kind of worried if he starts doing these solo appearances, he'll end up back in rehab. And the next time Jeff Hardy ends up in alcohol rehab, he may not be a member of All Elite Wrestling. I don't want to see Jeff Hardy's career end like this. This guy's a legend in the business. I just don't get why he needs to do personal appearances by himself. He needs someone to be with him. I'm just saying this as a concerned person. I don't want to see him relapse again. Because I don't want to see him throw away his career like I've seen some people throw away their careers. And Jeff High is a legend in this business. The fact that he's doing a solo appearance plus a concert afterwards makes me kind of worried a little bit. As I don't want him to fall back into alcohol rehab. He needs to straighten his life out. I hope that someone will be there with him. I just don't want to see him do something stupid that ends his career. Because that will be his legacy. How he ends his career. It's been a rocky career. And I would like to see it go out in a positive note. Not with alcoholism problems, which he's been battling for years. It just makes me nervous that he's doing these personal appearances by himself. I hope he's taking Matt Hardy with him. His brother. Someone who, or someone who can talk sense to him. Not to drink. Because I don't want to see Jeff Hardy ruin his career. Literally. That was like my first reaction when I saw this post. I don't think it's a good idea. It's too soon for him to do these solo appearances. But I hope someone goes with him and makes sure he doesn't fall into traps of his addictions. Because I want to see him end his career on a positive note. Not the way his career has been going. With that, that's the news. Besides Anthony T's Horror Show, you can also listen to these other fine podcasts on the Doc Discussions Network. Doc Discussions, hosted by Philip Perrone and Michael Darwin. You Know Nothing, Jon Snow, a Game of Thrones podcast. Bullets, Brothels, and Bots, a Westworld podcast. Halloween Boutique, Psychotronic Reviews. And Searching for American Gods. You can find Doc Discussions on the web at www.docdiscussions.com. And Doc Discussions is also available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. The following commentary represents the views of Anthony T's horror and wrestling show, and not of the Doc Discussions Network, meaning it's the views of mine and mine only. Welcome back. Now, recently, the actors, as of July 13th, as I'm recording this, have gone on strike, basically, or about to go on strike. And here, it's time I think we need to talk about this on the podcast. Seriously, literally. Because now you have the actors joining the writers who have been on strike since May 2nd. And that strike's been going on for almost three months here. And now we get the actor strike. Now, why do we have both the writers and the actor strikes? First of all, before I get into this, I personally support the actors and the writers here on the strike. Because the Hollywood establishment gets greedy. The big studios tend to get greedy. They tend to take all the profits for themselves. And not trying to help other struggling actors or writers. And I'm not talking about the ones who make millions and millions of dollars. I'm talking about the ones who work from film to film. Whether it's in the acting capacity or screenwriting capacity. 
that these people need a fair wage. But I'm not going to get into the politics of this. But I'm telling you the truth. Why are we at this strike right now? Now, before I get to the after strike, we have to go all the way back to May 2nd when the Writers Guild of America went on strike. Most of it has to do with streaming and everything. Because all these streaming sites like Netflix, Apple TV, Max are literally doing short seasons. Meaning less writers get paid. Residuals. For example, the writer skill wants a minimum staff of six writers, including four writers, producers, post green light rooms, one writer per episode, up to six episodes, then one additional writer required for two episodes, after six, up to a max of 12 writers. Example, eight episodes require seven writers, included four writer producers, ten episodes require eight writers, Included five writer-producers. The studios rejected the proposal and refused to make a counter-offer. And they've done it with a lot of things. Ad-supported free streaming services. Viewer-based streaming residuals. Tiered fixed. And we got good old artificial intelligence. The writers want regulated use of artificial intelligence on MBA-covered projects. AI can't write or rewrite literary material, can't be used as source material, and MBA-covered material can't be used to train AI. The studios rejected our proposal, countered by offering annual meetings to discuss advancements in technology. Now, I don't want a computer writing any movie at any point at time. Seriously. I like to hear the voices of the writers, the way they write the dialogue, and everything. I don't need some computer writing a script. It takes away jobs, and there's no creativity. There's no nothing. I don't want to see AI in my films. Period. It's bad enough I have to deal with CGI in my films. And overuses of it at times. I do not want to see an artificial intelligence write a screenplay. Because I want to hear the words come out of a person. Not a computer. It's so stupid that the studios want to be cheap and they want to cut corners at every length possible. As AI is a big issue between the writers and the actors as well, which I'll get to in a minute. There's also health benefits, pay rises, and other things that the studios don't want to negotiate. They don't want to negotiate Period. That's the problem with these studios. They are greedy. That's just the ifs, ands, or buts. As I am looking at the WGA negotiations status report as of May 1st, 2023. This is what led to the Writers Guild going on strike, people. The fact that they will not make a counter-offer on pay, preserving the writing room, revenue residuals, ad support, free streaming services, and AI, and health benefits. These people work hard to put these films on the screen before an actor gets to perform what the writer wrote. It is a travesty that the major studios will just sit there and do nothing. They'll just wait until they break the union. And that is not right. You want to take a look at the proposal? It's up on the social media pages over at Anthony T's Horror and Wrestling. 
on Facebook, Instagram, and the Slasher app. If you want to read more into the WGA report from May 1st, now we're moving on to the actors as they've now gone on strike as well. As of June 13th, as I'm recording this, they're about ready to go on strike or on strike. And this one looks like to be another long strike, people. Seriously. Because the last offer they got was very unfair. And it looks like it's going to be the same thing as the writer's strike, everyone. As they are divided on a bunch of issues here. Including pay and artificial intelligence. See the similarities with the writer's guild strike? Here's what they're striking over. Wages, residuals, artificial intelligence. And streaming, of course. That's pretty much a big one. Streaming, everyone. That seems to be the core issue here. Streaming, along with artificial intelligence, obviously. Because you don't want a computer replicating someone's performance. That would make sense. Seriously, I don't need that in my film. I don't need a computer replicating Tom Hanks' performance in Apollo 13. Or I don't need a computer replicating Anthony Perkinson's Psycho. Or Robert England in A Nightmare on Elm Street, for examples. I do not need computers making my movies as well as writing them. It's just ridiculous here. Seriously, Hollywood. Come on, you major studios. Give these guys some money, please. Don't be greedy. Don't be idiots. Because the only people you're hurting are the people who are paying these guys for the entertainment. Because the longer the strike goes, the longer the gap we're going to have between new content, everyone. That's going to be a big problem next year. The fact that theaters will run out of content. Then theaters will be back to the pandemic levels. Seriously. Where it was hard to get people into the theater. It's going to be hard to get people into the theater if you don't have new content. Seriously. They need to pay these people their fair share in solve this strike. Because the only losers here are the fans. Because they can't see their stars. They can't go to the local multiplex to watch their big budget movies. None of that's going to happen next summer if they can't settle soon as the Hollywood studios are appearing to wait it out with the writers. What makes you think that they'll do the same thing with the actors? Just wait it out with the actors. Let them go starving for five, six months. That's not right. Treat them fairly, Hollywood. You make billions of dollars every year. You can split the money around and make sure everybody's happy, living a normal life, able to make a living perfecting their craft, whether it's performing on screen or writing words on a paper. I don't get you big shot Hollywood executives. You guys don't want people to prosper. You guys want to keep your media kilometers making billions and billions of dollars while not sharing it with the hardworking people that make you those billions and billions of dollars. I don't get it, Hollywood. Seriously. We do not need another period where theaters don't have new content. It's not good for anybody. You'll put more theaters out of business again, like it happened during the COVID pandemic. This is not a good thing, Hollywood. And don't try to blame it on the writers and the actors. It's you people, the big shot Hollywood executives who want to make the studios continuously making those billions and billions of dollars while not sharing the wealth to the people that are providing you 
with record profits. It's time to share the wealth in regards to streaming and put this AI nonsense to bed and not use it at all. It will destroy how films are made if you use AI. It's bad enough we have too much CGI in most films as is. AI will destroy the writers as I don't want to see a computer writing a screenplay based on what people might like. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see performances replicated. I don't want computers dictating what I see on screen. I want to see writers and actors dictating what I see on screen. And you guys putting them out in theaters. Not this nonsense where you want to control everything and also keep the profits to yourself. It's disgusting, you big shot executives. It's time to go to the bargaining table and make a fair deal that makes everyone happy. Not sitting there for months and months waiting them out. Because in the end... It makes you guys look bad. It's disgusting that we have to have two strikes now. It is. As both sides are far apart, and it don't look like neither side is going to budge anytime soon. But then again, I'm recording this on July 13th, and hopefully something has been resolved. Whether it's the actor strike, the writer's strike, or both of them. But I highly doubt none of that's happening when this airs. Because use people in Hollywood, the big shot executives in the studios, and the streaming networks are greedy. And that is a good way to kill the business and send theaters out of business. Hi, I'm Anthony T. And I'm director Andrew Duran, and we are the Two Brothers. And, and we're putting Rated R back into podcasting. Every month we will be dropping an episode on the Doc Discussions Network. We'll be chatting about some of our favorite films, news, reviews, and maybe interviews. You can find Two From Hell on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and other podcast providers. And don't forget to like us on Facebook and Instagram at Two From Hell Podcast. Trust me, you're seriously not going to want to miss the show. The following commentary represents the views of Anthony T's horror and wrestling show and not of the Doc Discussions Network, meaning it's the views of mine and mine only. Welcome back. I really wish this segment I could be talking about the upcoming Terrificon convention that's happening at Mohegan Sun from July 28th through the 30th, but I can't. Seriously. It's because we are now under a writers and actors strike. It was okay to talk about it when writers are on strike. But since the actors are on strike, this is ridiculous. Seriously. Both the actors and the writers on strike at the same time. And we can thank the people behind the major studios for this, everyone. Because those are the greedy people who have pretty much put Hollywood to a halt. Meaning there will be no new content coming out. With the exception of ones already been made or finished filming before the actor strike. So... Get ready for a gap where there's no new content, people. Seriously. And it doesn't sound like the Hollywood executives are in a hurry to get this over with. Seriously. This writer strike's been going on for almost three months now. And we just started an actor strike. And by the looks of the comments by one idiotic CEO... 
we may be here for a long time here with the actors and the writers. I had a feeling that the writers would be on strike for a while after seeing their proposal, which is up on Anthony T's Horror and Wrestling social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, and Slasher app. I knew this was going to be a long strike with the writers. Now we got the actors. I didn't think they would go this far with the actors as well, but they are now too, apparently. And file this under dumbest idea. In fact, this is probably one of the dumbest ideas of the year that a studio executive, a CEO, nonetheless said in an interview. This is coming from Disney CEO Bob Iger, who's at this point trying to dismantle Disney. But that's another story. He says writers and actors are not being realistic with strikes. It's very disturbing to me. It's very disturbing to you, Bob? Let me say this. Is it very disturbing to pay an actor one day's pay where the company owns their skin, their image, their likeness, and can use it for the rest of eternity in any film project they want with no consent no compensation, which is disturbing to me, Bob. Why do we need to use AI here, Hollywood? Seriously. That's pretty much stealing someone's identity or the equivalent of that. And that's not being realistic, according to Bob Iger. As he and the major studios want to cut corners, and that is flat out wrong. People who can't make money off of the streaming. That's not being realistic to Bob Iger and the major studios as the actors deserve a piece of the pie too. They're the ones who make the films. They make the people come to the theaters to see them. They deserve money, especially the ones who work from film to film. The writers who work vigorously to put these stories into place so that the actors can perform their words. But the studios are being greedy here. And that's not a good thing. I don't get Bob Iger's logic here, people. Because personally, streaming has changed things. Literally. You wanted to get away from physical media to go to streaming. This is what happens when you go to a new format. You have to adjust everything for the Screen Actors Guild as well. And the Writers Guild. And the Directors Guild. And all the guilds. But Bob Iger thinks they're not being realistic. I hate to break it to you, Bob Iger. I believe... The writers and actors are realistic here because Hollywood is making billions and billions of dollars. The CEOs are making millions and millions of dollars. And now these struggling actors who go from one acting gig to another, one writing gig to another, and now you want to take away their likeness? You want to take away their job? Because some of these actors are professional background actors. That would be taking away their job, pretty much. So I'm sorry, Bob Iger, but I am being realistic here. You have to pay the writers and the actors here. Don't act like some, oh, feel sorry for me, because they're just being totally wrong. They're not wrong, Bob. In fact, they are right. They should be paid more. They should be paid a fair amount. They shouldn't be cheated out of profits. They shouldn't be cheated out of revenue. And they shouldn't be using AI, period, for films at all. Because it will destroy the film industry if you have films 
that are created on a computer and not on a set location. It will destroy everything. You want to steal the actor's likeness. You want to steal the actor's movement. You want to steal everything about them. That is wrong. But Bob Iger thinks they're not being realistic here. Him and all those other idiots from Paramount, Warner Brothers, Columbia TriStar, etc., etc. Because if AI takes over filmmaking, what's the point of hiring actors to star in films? What's the point of hiring writers to write films when you can teach a computer to do all these things? I am 100% against AI, and I believe the writers and the actors should be paid what they owed for streaming rights. Because Hollywood has been getting a free ride for too long, and that has to stop. And we're probably not going to have any new projects done until, I don't know, October, November? Because I really don't see this actor strike ending anytime soon as the writer strike. Meaning, we'll have no new content. But Bob Iger doesn't seem to care because he thinks the writers and actors are not being realistic. This is all according to an article in Variety, everyone. As he is so out of touch with what is going on with the strike, they're not even at the negotiating table. That's how bad this is. And Bob Iger is just an idiot. You can find Anthony T's Horror and Wrestling Show on social media on the Slasher app, Facebook and Instagram at Anthony T's Horror and Wrestling. You can find the show on Twitter at Film IK Media. You can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and other major podcast providers. You can also listen to the show on YouTube at youtube.com slash Media and docdiscussions.com. And don't forget to join the official Facebook group of Anthony's Horror and Wrestling Show. On Facebook, type the name of the show in the group search box. What's Anthony T watching this episode? Well, it's the beginning of the Indie Crusade here. As while the SAG strike is going on, yours truly will be reviewing independent horror films. Films that are self-distributed. Films that are on the film festival scene. Those types of films here on What's Anthony T watching. And the first film, Murder Size. Get it? Exercise. Murder size. I told you we were getting physical in the beginning of the episode. Remember that 80s song by Olivia Newton-John? I know most of you may have never heard of that song. That's pretty much how old I am, if I know that song. But back to the review. As this film is set in the 80s, it's distributed by a film company called AMP Productions. Now, before I stop my review, I have to disclose that I was a backer of their Indiegogo campaign. Because, well, if I like a certain filmmaker, and they usually do good work, nine times out of ten, yours truly will support their campaign on Indiegogo. As I usually take chances on filmmakers that actually make films. Not filmmakers that will put a film up on Indiegogo looking for funding. I don't take chances on filmmakers I don't know. Because sometimes you can get burned. I've been burned on maybe a couple of them. But anyway, the film I'm reviewing is Murder Size. According to the IMDb page for the film... Phoebe is an obsessed fitness nerd who gets her big 
break on a sleazy workout video. After being ridiculed by her co-stars, Phoebe befriends a mafia princess wild child who teaches her how to murder her way to the top. Now, I've seen pretty much all of Paul Ragsdale in Angela D'Alba's films. Whether it's Slasherette, Potty, Cinco de Mayo, Streets of Vengeance. I think this is what, their fourth film? And I have to say, this is probably their best film. And I'm being serious about it. It's not me being the Indiegogo backer talking. It's me being the film critic talking. Because I've seen four of their films already. This is their best one by far. As I had a great time with this film. In fact... I had so much fun with this film. As it's like one other horror comedy out there, which I won't name, is better than this film. That's how great I liked Murder Size. And one of the reasons why I liked it was their directing. As both Paul Ragsdale and Angela D'Alba do a very good job with the way they direct this film. They do a great job keeping the action moving, whether it's the set pieces in the film or whether it's the dialogue scenes. They do a great job keeping this film moving to the point that you're entertained the entire time. As this is a fast film at like around 81 minutes, around that area, but... What I enjoyed about the directing was the fact that it was very good. I think they do a very good job making sure the kill scenes are very gory. They do a very good job in making sure that the dialogue scenes are good. And they do get very good performances here. So I thought this cast gelled very well here. They had chemistry with each other. There were some really good performances in this film that I liked a lot, including Kansas Bowling in the lead, as she does a very good job in the way she handles her character as it develops during the course of the film, as she had to bring depth to it, as her character keeps evolving during the course of this film. I liked it. She really did a great job. I would love to see her in more films, quite frankly, as I think she's a very good actress between that one and a film called Psycho Ape. Also has really good supporting performances from Ginger Lynn as the wife of a mafia boss who's funding this workout video. Nina Lenny Kent as Isabella the Mafia Princess. And of course, Drew Mavic was very funny in this film. As Chuck the Lighting Guy. He is such a riot in this film. It's probably his best comedic performance. He steals every scene in this film. He's just so funny. Especially towards the end of this film. He's just funny. I always loved Drew Mavic. He's very funny in the way he approaches his roles. And it really makes the humor of this film work very well. As it really helps with making this very entertaining. I highly recommend you check out Murder Size. It is such a very good film. It has great humor, great action, very bloody scenes. It's a very entertaining slasher film with a twist. I like it a lot. It is one of the Best films I've seen this year. Definitely one of the best indie horror films I've seen this year. Literally. And it's not because I'm a backer of the campaign. This is such a very good film that people should check out. Go to newvillagevideo.com, rent the film, and check this film out because Murder Size is an entertaining horror comedy that keeps you very interested and it's one of those films that never breaks a sweat with the action and the comedy. Five stars. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Next episode, I'm going to take a little break here. Maybe like, say, three weeks. 
I may film an interview or two for a future episode, but I can tell you next episode will be my thoughts on Terrificon. I'll go into that. I'll go into WWE SummerSlam 2023 as well. Don't forget, you can support Anthony T's Horror and Wrestling Show as we are on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, Slasher app at Anthony T's Horror and Wrestling. We're also on Twitter at Film IK Media. You can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, DocDiscussions.com, YouTube.com at Film IK Media, and other podcast providers. With that, I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. Have a good day. Support indie wrestling. Support indie horror. This has been a Film Arcade Media production.